Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Joel and Rob's podcast. We are back after being gone for a couple weeks. Why were we gone, Joel? I think you were taking vacation um, again, I might add. Um, <laughs> lying to you, too. Leaving me all to myself. Leaving this. That's not true, everybody. This pastoral work. No, I was away. So we didn't get it in last week. Did we get it in two weeks ago? I'm not. We get it in two weeks ago. We did. We didn't do it last week, and we missed on Monday. Yes. Uh, we. This is kind of just a crazy. This is going to sound like an excuse. I guess it is an excuse. Just crazy time as we're trying to gear up for a fall amid COVID. We apologize that we missed, but we thank everybody for uh, being gracious about it. We're back. Um, and we are uh, digging into We Make the Road Again. And you're going to be off coming up on vacation, and so we will hopefully have uh, a couple TPC members to join us over the next couple weeks, and I'll uh, explore a chapter with them as I did last month with uh, Allison Peer and Patty Rath. So I'm looking forward to that. That was great last time, and it'll be good this time. Uh, So I will... Let everyone know what's coming up, when we're going to be going live. Uh, But you, Rob, you have a theme song for us. Last last time I kind of blew up the whole whole system with multiple theme songs from one show. Um, So I just kind of... But you only gave us the first theme song. We didn't have the second or the third yet. I'm going to bring those back uh, when you least expect it and see how you do. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'll definitely nail the third one. I won't get the second one. Okay. Yeah. I just realized we haven't been doing theme songs to game shows. You know, we could do theme songs to anything. As I have kind of moved off of in my in my um, research for theme songs, you know, I usually have gone to top 50 and I just pick from there. But then you see other... Uh, theme songs outside of the kind of sitcom mode, which is kind of where we usually sit. There's so many things. Really, it's a it's a theme song to any kind of TV show. Absolutely. So I almost did Sports Center one time. I mean, you, you can do whatever you want, you know. Sports Center, yes. Yep. This is Sports Center. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. There there are so I've many. Got a good one for us today. I've got a good one for us. This is one that was from the 80s, your maybe 90s. You're in my kind of older youth, childhood kind of area. Okay. Classic, classic keyboard. Hmm. Keyboard heavy classic. Okay. Let's, let's give it a go. Are you hitting your hand on the desk? Oh, sorry, my bad. I can hear it. It's just, it's just faint. It's so faint, but I can pick it up. There we go. That's good. You you put it by the speaker. It's just dripping in mid-80s. 
I'm not. I, I you have stumped me. I do not know. It sounds familiar, but I can't put my finger on it. Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, is it? Is it the Duke? It's Doogie. <laughs> the Duke. <laughs> wow, that that's a great one. I I have n- no recollection of the theme song from Doogie Howser, M.D. He, yeah, yeah, I love that theme song. He it's was so bad, but it's so good. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> he was the Doog, wasn't wasn't he? As, as his friend called them. Hey Doog. Yeah. My gosh, that that brings so me back. Like Vinny, or I forgot about this man. Yeah. And every episode ended with him at his computer typing in his electronic diary, and it would be the moral of the show. And every single time they would show him typing, and then it would pan back, and he'd go. And then he'd give the moral every <laughs> single time. Uh, I, I'm not uh, astute with my knowledge of Doogie Howser, MD. I mean, I watched it, but it's not on the tip of my tongue like I'm sure it is for you. I'm sure you have episodes you can just rattle off immediately. No? No, not really. No. Just know the theme song. Okay. Well, welcome, everybody. We are on Chapter 46 of We Make the Road by Walking. This chapter is called Spirit of Service, and this is a chapter that we actually explored a couple weeks ago in worship. Um, This is one that we both resonated with and enjoyed writing it together. Um, The two main scriptures that I think we used in that sermon and that... um, Brian uses here are first the story of um, Jesus washing the disciples' feet in John chapter 13. This is right as uh, Jesus is beginning his last hours in John's gospel. Um, They're at the Passover meal, the Last Supper. Um, Jesus washes Peter's feet. Peter responds, Lord, you cannot do this to me. Um, Jesus says, hey, if I don't if you don't let me do this, you, you, you have no part with me, which is his way of saying you're not going to get the, the crux of who I am in my ministry. And then Peter says, then please wash all of me and, and proceeds to. And then the second was the second chapter of um, the book of Philippians in the New Testament, um, where Paul is writing to his church in Philippi um, and uh, he invites them and encourages them to have the same, the same kind of mindset, the same kind of focus that, that Jesus had. Um, he says things like, um, Jesus made himself uh, nothing, taking the nature of a servant um, and to look for the interest of others besides your own. Um, so that, that sets, up, sets up this chapter. Uh, And Brian then um, says this early on in the first chapter. He says, The Spirit, it leads us downward. And by this he means to the bottom, to the place of humility, to the position and posture of service. He says, That's where the Spirit, like water, it flows. Uh, so, Rob, what stood out to you in this chapter? Let's dive in. Well, uh, 
for those who uh, saw or participated in our worship service, you know, it's you you already have a glimmer of this, but mm-hmm. uh, the big one is that downward mobility of the spirit. And, you know, as Paul says, to, you know, have the mind of Christ or to have the mindset of Christ. It's not to literally think as Jesus thinks, but to have the same perspective mm-hmm. in which we're not seeking upward mobility, which is what our society does all Time. Which is what how, how Brian starts this chapter by juxtaposing right. our culture that everything in it says go upward, get higher and higher, get more, get more money uh, by getting a better job, by climbing over peers, get more power by assuming um, not only greater wealth but greater responsibility and authority, acquire more prestige. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And it's just, you know, that we are a society, undeniably, undeniably, of uh, that teaches upward mobility. <clears throat> and scripture is very clear, like the Gospels, um, which culminate in many ways in the lesson Jesus gives the disciples as he kneels and washes their feet. And as Paul articulates so well in that Philippians passage, um, scripture is very clear that God, God does not call us <laughs> to... Um, climb over people or to try and be better than people god calls us to a life um, in solitude and service mm-hmm. with people yep and to do that uh you not you don't need to serve the powerful and the wealthy uh, and be in solidarity with them but serve and be in solidarity with the broken and the hurting and the rejected and um the isolated mm-hmm uh, so it, it's it's very uh, it's a beautiful kind of tension that flows throughout all of Scripture. Mm. You know, uh, humanity's pursuit for more, but God saying what you think leads to life doesn't really lead to life. Yeah. Yep. And to actually, we didn't explore. Uh, John's gospel because, and we probably, sh- I probably should have started there because it's such a great story and you can understand where Peter's apprehension comes from. Like Jesus, th- this is not for you to do. I should be serving your serving. I should be washing your feet right now. I should be serving you. This is not how it works. So I think we, we, we always read the Gospels kind of going, Peter, what are you doing? I mean, you're always a step behind. And really, Peter, I think he is the, a great archetype of just our kind of almost natural human response. He, we get to see it in him, see ourselves in him of, of Jesus, you can't do this to me. And I, I love Jesus's response. <laughs> Hey, if you don't let me do this, you you are going to miss out on on what I am calling you to do from hereafter. Um, and it's only that story is only in John's Gospel. It's not in Matthew, Mark, or Luke. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a great explanation of it. And it, it, it the other Gospels have stories like it, though they they don't have them. Uh, necessarily with Jesus literally getting on his knees. That That is part of what is so powerful about that. Yes. Jesus gets on his knees. He moves down, yep. right? Yep. He, he, he literally lowers himself. 
literally yes lowers himself uh, to be in a position of service and solidarity with his disciples god lowers god's own self that's what the incarnation is all about right, right. god moving from divinity into humanity um, and it's why the other gospels portray Jesus all the time of upsetting the apple cart of society by eating with sinners and um, welcoming in women as followers and uh, touching uh, the unclean lepers. You know, um, Jesus was always going down and not down in terms of who God values but down in terms of who the world values hmm. and what the world says you should do. That's, that's an important caveat. As well. That is. Yep. Yep. Because Jesus multiple times in all of the gospels, remember he's saying the last are first, yeah. the least are the greatest. Yeah. Um, we're called to downward mobility. Yep. So Brian does a really good job throughout two-thirds of this chapter, the rest of the chapter, um, where he uses this refrain where he says, um, if you are listening to the Spirit, here's what will happen. And he goes through about half a dozen examples um, of what this kind of service and humility looks like. Um, and he just comes back to it, keeps that refrain going, and then ends each one um, by saying something like... Um, the spirit is at work in you as you take on this humility in your life. Um, so he's got about a half a dozen of them. I thought I'd ask you if there are one or two that resonated with you in particular. And I'll, I, and I'll share I'll share a couple myself. Um some of the ones that resonate with me are, well, they all resonate with me, to be honest with you. Um, but I, I'm particularly drawn to a couple that really articulate the breadth and the depth of it. The first is, you know, he talked about, you know, you'll be in the voting booth. And instead of simply being concerned about what each candidate promises you specifically, you'll actually be interested in what the candidates uh, promise to do for the common good, mm -hmm. and in particular for those who are in need, particularly of, of whatever it is that is on your heart, you know, yep. if it's education or if it's uh, poverty or if it's, um, you know, different, different things. So, you know, uh, vote not necessarily just in what's your own interest, but vote what's in the interest of others. Mm -hmm. um, so it's broad. This is this is a broad way of looking at the world, but it's also very personal. In that you know, you talked about you'll come home and see that the dishes aren't yeah. done, yeah. right? Yeah, you'll come or you'll be at work and your colleague will not have done that project. Yes, um, but instead of getting angry. Or when you sense yourself getting angry, you'll pause and you'll consider the other yes. and the stressors they carry and the pressures that are piling up on them and what's going on in their home life or what have you. And it will change your perspective. Well, and I think that those that you highlighted are 
excellent because it describes how Brian expands at least sometimes what, what we think of when we think of service. When we think of service, often it's kind of um, streamlined into uh, going and serving at a soup kitchen, which it is, or um, uh, helping out at a food bank, which it is. But he takes it that. Absolutely it is. absolutely is. But he takes that and expands it out and links service and humility at the same time. And so um, for me, uh, it, it was so helpful to think of this spirit of service in terms of you find out someone is frustrated with you or angry with you. Um, and you uh, may have done something to uh, cause that or may not have. Um, but instead of, he says, instead of, uh, just wanting to write them off or to seek revenge, the spirit will draw you towards them in humility and you'll go towards them to want to talk about it and to seek reconciliation. Um, uh, he then says the, the next one is, um, you will make a mistake and you'll be tempted to cover it up or make an excuse for it or hide it from view, but the Spirit will draw you to admit it, first to yourself, and then to God, and then to those who deserve to know. You'll say, here's what I did, I was wrong, will you forgive me? One of the hardest things that we can say, I think, as humans, in relationship with other humans, is will you forgive me? And he links that with um, the spirit of service. I love it. I love it. It's again, as Paul, as Paul says, it's, it's seeing the needs of others just as much as you see the needs of your own. So he takes this idea of spirit, which, sorry, of service, which I can sometimes streamline a little bit and expands it out into day-to-day relationships, into, into interactions with family at home, with co-workers, uh, with so much, with how you walk into the voting booth. Um, and again, getting back to uh, the two scriptures, and especially Paul, of seeing others and their needs just as much as important as your own. Beautiful. So well said, Joel. Yeah, amen to that. And he's brought us here on this journey, you know, through scripture and through God's revelation of humanity and our, our ever deepening understanding of God's intentions to, I mean, that's what so much of this book has been about to here. And now we're witnessing it begin to coalesce. Yeah. What? Okay. If this is what God is saying and if this is what God is intending, what does that then mean for us? Yeah. And so as we begin to approach the end of, the book, not the road, but the book, you know, this is, these are great chapters because it's, it's beginning to all wrap together now. Yep. Yep. I want to highlight towards the end for him when he talks about uh, a kind of service and humility um, that really invites us to move out of our comfort zone. And he, he gives some examples uh, noticing a prison near you, a hospital, a park or a bridge where homeless people sleep, uh, a playground or a shopping center where teenagers hang out and get into trouble, a country in need where there's um, where few people notice. And he talks about how 
that invitation the Spirit gives us to serve, at first he says it will frighten you. <laughs> and it might repel you. Uh, but then he says, when you let the Spirit guide you, it will be a source of great joy, one of the richest blessings in your life. Um, and I think that is what he, Brian's getting at, but what Jesus is also getting at too, that that service, it unlocks something in us that we can't really find anywhere else. And this is not to say also that service can sometimes have its its challenges. I mean, there is <laughs> huge amount there there I've had opportunities or moments where I remember being at a soup kitchen one time and I uh, with teenagers and we were asked to go and sit with the guests at the meal and I got up the courage to go and sit down and, and have a conversation with someone. Um, and I remember him turning to me and saying, I, I just want to eat my meal. I don't really want to talk to you right now. <laughs> and went, oh my gosh. And okay. And that's okay. And I moved on and went to sit with someone else. And so not that service doesn't have its challenges. There's always going to be an uncomfortable, uncomfortableness sometimes with service as it moves us out of comfort zones. Um, but at the same time, uh, I love what he says right there. Um, it will be a source of great joy, one of the richest, greatest blessings that will come to you in your life. And I still, I believe that hands down. It's why we talk about service so much here. Service within the church here, serving within our community of faith, but then also serving as you go out into the world. Um, uh, you can't follow Jesus, as he said to Peter, um, without that component. It's just so key to what it means Amen. to follow Jesus. Well said. And thank you for lifting that up. Thank you very much. Amen. Well, you're welcome. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Thank you all for being with us. Um, we'll, I'll be back next week with... Uh, one of our TPC friends and until then have a good rest of the day stay cool it is hot out there and we will see you soon